Meanwhile, back in the halls of DC Universe, mild-mannered writer Clark Kent tries to pitch his Titan story to editor-in-chief Perry White. Jeepers, Mr. White, I think I have a really great story here. You know those young rascals, the Teen Titans? Everybody loves them. Yeah, yeah, Kent. Get to the point. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, Mr. White. Well, anyway, I was thinking, with the DC streaming service coming out, uh, we can make a nice live-action version of them. I really think that kids and young adults, and uh, especially people in the 35 and older category that grew up with the Titans, I really think they'd appreciate. Because I'll tell you, Mr. White, those youngsters, they have a lot of spunk and moxie, and they bring a lot of hope and joy to people out there. <sighs> Kent, where DC? Hope? Joy? Are you kidding me? Darkness, Kent! Darkness! That's what people want! They want a lot of darkness! Oh, uh, well, well, well I, I, I suppose you're right, Mr. White, but, uh, but I mean, uh, uh, characters. We have great characters here. I mean, strong, fortitude, uh, a good sense of morals. <sighs> Kent, you're gonna be the death of me. Morals? Good, strong characters? We're DC! What are you talking about, Kent? This ain't 1985. Heck, it ain't even 1990 anymore. This is 2018, Kent. Get with the times. Darkness, darkness. All right, let me look at your budget here. What do you got? Kent, for crying out loud, what's this? What's this line right here? Uh, you, you mean here on my budget, sir? Uh, for, for lighting? Yeah, Kent, lighting. Why do you need lights? Darkness, Kent, darkness. Where DC? Darkness! Hey everybody, welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. This is Jay, and yeah, I'm going to be talking to you about Titans Episode 7, Asylum. Excuse me one second. Yeah, that's me banging my head against the wall. Alrighty, so if you've been with me while I've been talking about Titans, uh, I said up front that I did not like the premiere. Still not a big fan of the premiere. But this show did slowly grow on me. Uh, not a great show. I'd say it was a pretty good show. Not bad. Some potential. I am still excited to see, uh, I don't know if we were going to call it a spinoff, but, you know, a few episodes back, they teased the Doom Patrol. I'm definitely excited to see that. So, right up until last episode, episode six, Jason Todd, I, I was kind of feeling a little hopeful. And then I forgot. This is DC we're talking about. Episode 7, Asylum, a.k.a. What the hell is going on here? Um, what the hell is going on? That That is a great question because what we get is uh, at the end of Episode 6, uh, this Dr. Adamson, uh, this mysterious doctor who says he's working for some organization, uh, working for Rachel's father to uh, try to bring the two of them together. Rachel is supposed to be, you know, depending on, you know, depending on who you talk to, you know, she's the harbinger of the apocalypse. Um, you know, she's going to bring about some great big revelation, you know, whatever it is. Um, he basically says, you know, the Titans have captured him. He basically says, I'm only going to talk to Rachel. Uh, he basically tells Rachel, he goes, look, you know, nobody's trying to hurt you. No one's trying to harm you. You need to get in contact with your father because you're going to bring 
Oh, he makes it sound so wonderful. You're going to bring a paradise. You're a healer, Rachel. It's amazing. He proceeds to slit his throat to basically prove his point because Rachel goes in there and once again she lays hands upon him and she does heal him. She has no idea how she does it, um, but she does. She does heal him. So he, he basically talks about an asylum <clears throat> where, you know, that's kind of where they're based at, apparently. Uh, oh, and her mother is there, Abigail Azarath. I'm wondering if her maiden name was Metrion Zinthos. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, Abigail Azriath? Really? Azriath Metrion Zinthos? Really? This is where we're going to get it from? Fine. No worries about it. So, episode actually starts off pretty good. Rachel's like, look, they have my mom. Let's go. I'm 14. I'm impetuous. You know, I, I just want to go. Go, go, go. Dick, of course, being level-headed, being Robin, is like, we're going to go, but look, this is probably a heavily fortified area. They know we're coming. I, I can tell you that. Let's plan and prepare. So, of course, being young kids, being rascals, Beast Boy and Raven, they just head out on their own. You know, no recon, no nothing. Within two minutes, they're captured. So, of course, Dick and Corey have to go after them. They, too, get captured. So, we're now inside this asylum. Uh, Starfire, they're doing medical experiments on her. Uh, hashtag alien autopsy. I mean, really? Fine, whatever. Um, they give Robin some drug. Basically, it looks like they gave him the same drug that they were giving to these family members that they were sort of trying to breed and create. It was supposed to make them live their worst nightmares. Now, this is where I got very, very confused. Um, in Dick's nightmare or, or this horrific vision that he's having, he basically sees himself as a young boy. Uh, he's confronted by himself as a young boy who basically says that he, older Dick Grayson, Robin, ruined everything. You know, he, he, he ruined it all. Um, you know, it's like I think you. I think his younger self was trying to say, like, look, we never should have become. We never should have become become Robin. This is all wrong. Uh, proceeds to sort of beat him up. Um, you know, Dick. Uh, Dick tries to get a hold of himself. Tries to get control of himself. Meanwhile, while that's going on, like I said, they're doing an autopsy, like an alien autopsy on Starfire. They want to see what her abilities are. They're, they're basically just slicing her. They're like, ooh, we sliced her, and she healed herself. Let's do it again. Ooh, that's really cool. Okay, whatever. Um, they're trying to unlock Beast Boy's powers, Gar's powers, which is they're trying to force him to transform. They're hitting him with a cattle prod. He's caged. They're hitting him with a cattle prod. Okay, I guess that one kind of makes sense. They really want to try to unlock his secret, you know, how is it that he can transform into a tiger for now? Okay, pretty interesting. So Dr. Uh, Adamson is meeting with Rachel. He's telling her, you know, don't be afraid of the power that's inside you. Uh, oh, yeah, your mother is here and she is alive, but please, please stay away from her. Don't go after her, which, you know, obviously that's going to come to something. Like, it's... <sighs> I don't know. I, I I just I was like, okay, they're leaning they're leaning a little too heavy upon this, you know. We've kept your mother alive. I mean, we shouldn't have done it, but we did. Oh, and she's here. Oh, please don't go after her. 
So that will come to something, obviously. Um, I don't think Rachel's mom is going to double-cross her, but there might be something about the two of them getting together that's going to sort of unlock this process of Rachel and her father and bringing about the end of the world. So it's, it's almost like they set it up so that she would meet her mom and, and uh, escape with her mom. It's, it's, like, it's like this is part of the plan. I mean, at least that's what I'm picking up on it. I don't know. I don't write for DC. You know, I'm I'm hopeful and optimistic, so I'm I'm definitely not a DC writer. Um, so you know, he's talking to her, and then basically he's like telling her, he's like, "Don't be afraid of the power that's inside you." Well, she lets it out and proceeds to basically, she's like, "Oh, remember you slit your throat and I healed you?" Yeah, I take that back. She basically, you know, reopens it. She escapes. She finds her mother. There's a brief bit of. Uh, Sort of, it's it, this one sort of reminded me of uh, back on Supergirl, CW Supergirl. Uh, spoilers if you haven't seen CW Supergirl. Uh, when John Jones goes back to Mars to look for his father, uh, Marin, and you know they had been separated. Each thought the other was dead. They had been separated for many, many years. So when John goes in to talk to Marin, Marin thinks that it's a trick of the White Martians. He refuses to believe him until John like finally convinces them that they should connect minds and he sees all of his memories and he realizes that that's his son we kind of get that here but it lasts for about two seconds um you know she's like hi i'm your daughter rachel oh this is a trick go away i'm not telling you anything she shows her something because again you know you know dc can we turn on a light please at some time because here's the thing here's my thing with dc streaming service Every other streaming service out there, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, heck, CW and the CW Seed, they have an app for consoles. And let me tell you, the CW and CW Seed app is really not that great. It's good. You can watch what you need to watch. Don't even put up closed captioning because it doesn't even sync up at all. It's actually kind of funny when you watch it. But they have an app, and it's a free app. It works like a free app. It behaves like a free app. DC Universe, why do you not have an app? Yes, I could probably figure out some way to hook up my phone or my computer to the TV. I, I don't know how to do that. I don't have time to figure that out. I'm watching this on small to medium-sized screens. I can barely see anything, and you're keeping it in utter darkness. So apparently, Rachel showed her something, a mark maybe? I, I, I don't know, you know, because it's like she pulls back her sweatshirt and she's wearing a black shirt and she's kind of sticking her shoulder out i see a black shirt I, I i don't know she's like i've had this since i was born oh you're obviously rachel sure fine let's go with that all righty so rachel begins her rescue mission the mom's like look we gotta get out of here nope my friends they came for me i'm not leaving without them okay fine uh she finds beast boy you know, she unlocks Beast Boy, and, of course, they're attacked. Beast Boy reverts into a tiger and proceeds to bite people. He's biting, he's chomping, he's chewing, he's grabbing, he's throwing them around. He's clawing, he's pawing, and when they're down, he's biting into them. He's practically eating them. What happened to the kid? Now, again, I've always had problems with Beast Boy on this show. They don't want to make him green. They don't want to make him an outcast and an outsider. All right, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that. You know, my daughter said the reason they did that is to kind of give him an out from the Doom Patrol because the Doom Patrol are really outsiders. He wasn't as much of an outsider as them because not for nothing, 
green hair aside, the kid can go out and blend in society. Um, fine. Okay. You know, he's he can only transform into a tiger. I'm actually okay with that. He's learning his powers. He's learning his abilities. That's fine. That's great. He kind of makes a big thing, and I think it was either the last episode or the episode before, about how he's never bitten anybody. He seems very shy and timid about it. Uh, it really seems to be a moral dilemma from him. for him. Now, in... Uh, in the comics and the animated series, Beast Boy was a vegetarian because he transforms into any kind of animal. He really didn't see. He's like, yeah, I transform into animals. I really shouldn't eat them. He's a vegetarian. They do kind of drop a line here. And I think it was actually in the Doom Patrol episode about him being a vegetarian. I don't know if it was a joke. I don't know if it was serious. But that's the thing is, okay, again, character. You know, morals. I mean, yes, they had him held prisoner. Yes, they were torturing him. I get that. You know, he's not just going to, like, be freed and walk away and be like, jeepers, guys, everything's good. Don't worry about it. He's going to be angry. I get that. But it's like everybody now is just unlocking some hidden rage within within them. I mean, he mauls this guy. And when he reverts back, I mean, he's covered in blood. And, you know... You know, yeah, DC, you won't turn on a light. You know, I can't see a lot going on in this show, but but you made sure that we saw that blood and we heard it. Okay, fine. Um, they go on. They proceed to release Dick. They they find Corey. They release Corey. They're escaping now. As they're escaping, they're going down some dark tunnel. Oh my God, a dark tunnel in Titans on DC darkness. Sorry, I mean I'm just I'm getting tired of the darkness. They're going down a dark tunnel. Here comes some security. I mean, these guys look like security guards, mall cops. I'm sure they kind of know what's going on in this facility, but look, are they really the bad, bad guys here? Th- to me, they- these guys look like they're wearing security uniforms. They-, they look like mall cops. Like, these aren't paramilitary trained guys, you know? I mean, I- I- that's the impression I got. Dick goes, I'll handle this, takes down a pipe, and... What amazes me is after the beating he unleashes, we see people laying on the ground moaning, groaning, and whining. I'm thinking they should all be dead because I think he knocked their brains out of their skulls. Uh, He, too, he, too, is covered in blood and is, you know, has like a bloodlust in his eyes. This is the guy who episodes before said, I don't like being Robin. When I put on that mask, I don't like what it makes me become. Well, now he's just given into it. So, you know, where's your strength of character, Dick Grayson? I really don't get it. Um, and this was the character. Dick Grayson was the character that I was latching on to. I was saying, this is the character of the show. I really wish that this was Robin transforming into Nightwing and nothing else. Forget the rest of the Titans. I wanted this to be Nightwing the show. Nightwing is an amazing character. I have friends that, you know, Nightwing is their favorite character. He's a character that I've always enjoyed. And he was the one character I really latched on to in this show. And, you know, you're ruining him because not only does he beat these guys to within an inch of their lives, and honestly, when you watch it, it really looks like he just caves their skulls and they really should not be alive, whatever. Um, they're, they're turning to flee. And the doctor that tortured him, she kind of comes around the corner and she sort of is like, oh, crap. Um, they had referenced before that they, uh, Dick didn't want Corey to use her powers because there's gas lines running around and, you know, she could, she could basically destroy the whole place. Well, guess what? Light it up, Corey. Let's, let's just commit mass murder here. You know, nobody's going to be left alive in here. 
You know, we, we don't know who's inside. What if there's other people being experimented on? You know, people that, you know, they're innocent. They were kidnapped. They were captured for whatever reason, and they're being experimented on. Torch them. Who cares? You know, what if, what if there's like a janitor in there cleaning up the building? Torch them. Who cares? Dick's just like, you know what? Burn the past. You know, the past is dead. And it's, I'm like, what, what, what are we doing? What are we doing with these characters? Now, when I talked about the premiere episode and I said, these aren't my Titans, you know, these aren't the Titans that I grew up with. A lot of, uh, you know, on Instagram, things like that, I heard from younger viewers, uh, you know, younger readers, younger viewers, you know, yeah, man, this ain't your Titans, man. You know, the past is the past, man. But I mean, but what are we doing? I mean, is everybody in D.C.? Just going to be straight up mass murderers, uh, you know. Dawn of Justice. I mean, Batman's killing people left and right. You know, Superman. Okay, I get why Superman snapped General Zod's neck, but you know, he's another one too. He's grim and gritty, and you know, he doesn't want to smile, and he's all dark, and you know, eh, maybe I don't want to save anybody. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? I, you know, and and trust me, I do like this. I I, I want to go now to the CW, and watch Supergirl, and you know, watch some of the other shows there because you know what? They have hope. Okay, they have humanity. They have character. Are they? Are they again? Are they the greatest shows out there? No, but they're really darn good, and they're a lot better than what I'm seeing so far here in Titans. Um, yeah. So Robin's just like Corey. Light it up. We're murderers now. And she has no problem with this at all. Um, so, yeah, now these four Titans look nothing like any Titan I've ever seen. Dick Grayson doesn't look like... I mean, he's even... This Dick Grayson is making comic book Jason Todd, you know, look like a saint. I mean, it, DC, please, what are you doing? doing i just i don't get it we get a little teaser for next uh for next week's episode titled donna troy so we know who's showing up and we see her in the trailer donna troy shows up but it starts off with okay dick grayson's like okay guys we escaped later he's just like yeah i'm out of here again again he just abandons everybody i mean i mean what, what who is this guy i just i don't get it with him um and obviously Donna Troy is going to come into it. Uh, first or second episode, I think it was the second episode, we see Dick Grayson's bat phone uh, as he's going to call Alfred Pennyworth. And we do see Donna Troy's name on there. So, you know, it was a little teaser. And, you know, we read about the actress who was hired to play Donna Troy. Uh, talking about it with a friend of mine, John, over at Nerd and Me. Uh, he and I kind of agree that, you know, we'll bet any amount of money that Donna Troy drops the F-bomb at least two or three times. And I think that she is either going to bring up the fact that her and Dick in the past had a physical relationship. She is going to try to start a physical relationship with Dick. Dick will try to start a physical relationship with her. I mean... And I really see this happening. I really see him. He's like, you know, the, the, the impression I get from the teaser for next week's episode is he's like, all right, guys, uh, you know, we blew up the people that are looking for Rachel. Cool. Uh, you guys have zero training whatsoever. Rachel, you're 14. Gar, you're some kind of teenager. Corey, yeah, you really shouldn't be around people because you're a maniac. Uh, later, 
You know, I'm going to go chill. I'm going to go take care of me. Dick needs some me time now. Um, he's going to go after, he's going to go find Donna Troy because, you know, to quote Martin Lawrence back, he used to love the show Martin. They're going to knock the boots. They, they want to be knocking some boots. Um, I mean, I, that's just the impression I get. Uh, and like I said, you know, this Donna Troy, yeah, she's going to drop the F-bomb, probably liberally. Um and then apparently, you know, she knows the language that uh, Corey, you know, when we go back to Corey's little uh, storage unit there, her little uh, home base, where everything is kind of written in an alien language that she could read, but she doesn't understand it because, you know, again, still, you know, she doesn't know who she is. We haven't figured that out yet. Um, it looks like Donna Troy is going to be able to read it and talk about that she's on a mission to secure the raven so dick is like oh great i i just left them all alone to get i i, I don't get it i really don't get it because this is going to be the seventh episode there are 11 episodes show started off very rocky slowly got better doom patrol episode one of my favorite episodes makes makes me really look forward to watching doom patrol i, I really don't know where you're going now and again talking to my friend john over at nerd and me you know, he said, look, this this is their, you know, DC streaming service. This is their flagship show. This is this is what they promoted to get people to buy DC Universe. It wasn't, hey, you could read comic books on TV or on your little screen there. Titans was the big draw. This is why most people signed up for the streaming service. And he kind of made he made a great analogy. And this this is all John over at Nerd and Me. He said it would be like if Netflix premiered you know, their Marvel series, and they're like, we got this cool series for you. It's called Iron Fist. And they debuted with Iron Fist because th that would have been the end of it. Nobody would want to see anything else. Because I was talking with him, and I said, I kind of regret now getting the streaming service. I mean, I am enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I am enjoying it. Uh, it's nice to see some of the classic movies. It's nice to see some of the animated shows that I grew up with. I am re I really can't wait for season three of Young Justice. They better not but that's the thing is now in the back of my mind i'm like they better not screw it up uh because they're screwing up titans uh like i said episode four doom patrol they 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 introduce us to the doom patrol and i was like wow this looks like it's going to be a great show now in the back of my mind i'm like they better not screw it up they better not screw it up um this is the show that they're coming out of the gates with titans and it's really at its best the thing I could say about it at its best, it's a decent show. But after after this episode, like my opinion of it drops. It's like it's like this is like the worst roller coaster ride I've ever been on. It's like a roller coaster where you stop where you start about a mile in the sky with that premiere episode and you drop. You drop like a stone. You hit rock bottom and then you slowly tick back up and you're you're getting up there. Ooh, some fun stuff's coming. Episode seven hits and the tracks break and you drop to your to your death because they're DC and that's what they like, darkness and death and who, who cares about characters? So basically now the Titans, who are a stalwart band. I mean, this this is, you know, next to the Justice League, Titans, Teen Titans. I mean, they're well known in the DC universe. And, you know, I know there's a lot of iterations of them. And, and people are going to say, look, this is not Teen Titans, the animated show. I get that. You know, I understand that. But, I mean, this would be like if, if they made a Justice League movie where everybody is just, you know, 
Wonder Woman's just like, I'm going to slice off everybody's head and Superman's going to use his heat vision and punch holes through everybody and Batman's blowing up people with bat bombs and, you know, civilians, who cares, you know? Bad guys, uh, you know, you're a bad guy, you know, zero tolerance, you know? Oh, you know, it's like if Batman sees a mugger, he's like... I ain't calling the cops. Uh, I'm going to kill you because that's the best way to stop crime. Let's, let's just start killing people. Uh, you know, the Green Lanterns patrol the galaxy with, with like zero tolerance. You know, you step out of line, uh, your planet gets zapped because let's not take any chances. You know, somebody jaywalked on the planet Mars. Well, we got to blow it up because they're just, they're just a band of criminals. I mean, this, this is what DC is turning into. And the shame of it is, sorry to rant like this, but the shame of it is they do a great job in the comics. They do great storytelling in the comics. They do great character development in the comics. They're animated shows. Same thing. They're animated movies for the most part the same thing great storytelling great character development when they get to live action it's just like i swear the pitch meetings are like what we heard up front it's like we're dc we're dark we want darkness we want blood we want violence f-bomb drop the f-bomb everybody says f you know um i i i I dc DC, I, I just, I don't get them. I don't get them at times, but hey, whatever. Look, we got four more episodes to go, I believe. We think there's 11 episodes. We're up to 11, uh, episode seven. It's still time to turn it around. I mean, was this just a bad episode? Maybe. But this show doesn't really have a great track record. Like I said, that premiere episode, god-awful. I absolutely hated it. Um, I do know people that liked it. Uh, Diana actually enjoyed it. She did like it. She's been enjoying the series, but she has not seen episode seven yet. Actually, when she, when I see her later on today, I'll, I'll ask her, and if <laughs> it'd just be really interesting to see, hear what she has to say. But this show doesn't have a great track record. It, it got off on the wrong foot. It kind of slowly built itself back up to where, at the end of Jason Todd episode, I said, "That's a pretty decent show." And again, you know, rug gets pulled out from under me. My legs get chopped off at the knees. You know, I get episode seven and everything just falls apart. And I, and really, after, you know, the fallout of this show, yeah, we got some more episodes left. They can turn it around. But how? But how? They all have blood on their hands. Uh, Dick Grayson wants no responsibility for it. You know, we, we see that where he's just like, later, guys, I'm going to go look for Donna Troy and I'm going to hook up. Um... I don't know. I really don't know where they're going to go from here. But as promised, I will stick it out. I will stick it out to the end of the season. And at the end of the season, hopefully I could do uh, an end of season wrap up with my good friend John over at Nerd and Me. Speaking of which, guys, go over to www.brothersinarmchairs.com. That's going to link you up to all the podcasts in our Brothers in Armchairs network course stuff you don't need to know defender of the realm enter the nerd zone nerd and me fat guys in little coats this is jay and i'll talk to you guys later